Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. All right. Let's start the show. I had to leave because I had to say no and stop more than Okay, uh, this week, uh, Max, you, you were in Boston briefly, and you returned to us so that we can get the gang together to, to record. Um, actually, from the top, one thing we didn't mention last week, and I want to mention briefly, uh, Sean, I don't know if, I think we told you about this, but our favorite beer monger in the area um, departed. Uh, not, not No, he didn't die, but he's no longer working at our... I don't know if it's our preferred, but one of our favorite beer sellers and cheese. You're using the royal we, I think. Yeah, Talk well, about yourself. I mean, right? it's hard to beat I'm, a block from your apartment. Yeah, it's it was a great. Right? It's great. Yeah, our yeah. our 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 friend at Airline Nat has moved on to I think bigger and, and better things, or at least he's excited about them. And so, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a barren wasteland right now of of that because, you know. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's it's a big reason why I continued to live where I live. So I have some <laughs> some big thoughts upcoming. So not that it's about me, but you know it is. Well, you can fill the nat shaped void in your life by uh, going out to restaurants, uh, and you know if you're going to do that, you might occasionally want to make a reservation uh, in order to lock down a spot, right? Uh, I might, but what if I change my mind? Last- Reservations for one are usually not required. Yeah, do you know? Do you know about that, Max? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I was, I was jabbing at you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah, but we've all had that occasion where we we want to go to the hot the hot new restaurant in town, and we we uh, grab a reservation, and then well, if I did that and say I had a party six or maybe eight, I could totally just not show up the the night of, especially a Friday or Saturday, right? You could. I could, but what <laughs> might happen is what happened at the Cauldron Restaurant in the UK, where you get um, a tweet on a, on a on a busy night where they call you out for not showing up, for getting to cancel. It was after Valentine's hashtag, Day, huh? It was after Valentine's Day. Ah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. So that would have been a Thursday or a Friday night. I it was a when, It was a Wednesday night actually yeah valentine's day was but it was valentine's day. day oh yeah well that's a that's a big night um yeah. so yeah the cauldron restaurant in the uk uh for lack of a better term publicly shamed the people on twitter i along don't think with there's another term for Joker it gif. Hmm? yeah i don't I mean i don't think there's another term besides publicly shaming they tweeted a, a gif of the joker from the dark knight you know sarcastically clapping in in a jail cell along with cod party of two at 7 p.m no show Graham party of two at seven fifteen last minute cancel. Peter's party of two at eight no show. Barkley party of two at eight thirty forgot to cancel. Uh, quote unquote. Uh, you need to sort your shit out. Hashtag your bard. Hashtag no show. Hashtag Bristol blacklist. So Whoa. the cauldron decided to go scorched earth 
on a group of a group of groups uh, that what what's the term for a group of groups? I wonder if there's like a fun uh, gaggle, name, kind of like a like a murder of crows, you know? Yeah, a murder, um, a murder of crows. Anyway, uh, uh, so an embarrassment, or an embarrassment. Oh, an embarrassment <laughs> of groups. I like it's an that embarrassment one. of pandas. Yeah, is it really? Yeah. I feel like we're losing the thread of of this episode, but that's adorable. No, but but so the thing is, is you're relaying that, and immediately Max is getting very excited oh yeah uh and we've we've talked about this before i think when we talked about tipping max this certainly rings true to you as someone who was front of house at restaurants for a while correct or i was i was a, i was a host in a restaurant for about six years yeah yeah and it, so this is this is something that i'm sure happened a lot and how infuriating was it it's tough because you know, as the host, you're responsible for essentially filling the restaurant. Um, you're responsible for setting all the reservations and spacing them out so that the kitchen is constantly busy and everyone makes money. Yeah. And so it's kind of on you when the restaurant's empty on a night that it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. Um, I know for us, we used to require uh, parties of six or more to put a credit card down. Mm. And I always said that if they didn't cancel within 24 hours and they didn't show up, they would be charged. Um, we never actually charged anyone, but it was something to just kind of prevent that from happening because the yeah. restaurant I worked at only had two tables that could accommodate parties larger than four. It yeah. was a pretty small yeah. dining room. But it happens all the time. I mean, people people think they can just, oh, we'll just make a reservation at these four places and then decide night of which one we're going to go to. Yeah. And they don't cancel. Or they, no, usually they don't cancel. And then you call them and they get very rude on the phone, like, oh, we're not going there. Okay, well... You, you made a reservation. <laughs> yeah. It's the, pe- people just don't take them seriously, I guess. And they don't understand how it really truly affects the bottom line because we would, we would turn people away mm-hmm. because the restaurants are theoretically going to be busy. And then they get frustrated because they say there's plenty of tables. And I have to say, no, I'm sorry. They're all reserved. And then people don't show up and they're not reserved. And it's just extremely frustrating. So, so it's I, not a good system. I feel like the loser here is, and maybe I'm being too sympathetic, but those tables represent money and uh, it, it's not even like unrealized gains. That is, you you have to fill those tables every night. And if it goes unfilled for that forty five minutes you're waiting for people to show up, you know you just lost you just lost those people. Now a difference is, Sean, these were mostly parties of like two. I mean, it was Valentine's Day, but even that, I mean, that's that's money, and so, that's aside from yeah. the parties of six you mentioned. Yeah, I would I would call a party if they weren't showing up if they mm-hmm. hadn't shown up. Um, so I called to confirm earlier in the day. And then if they hadn't showed up after 15 minutes, I'll cancel the reservation. And then people show up after 15, and if the reservation has been canceled and their table's gone, usually they are understanding, because they would have called if they were running late, hopefully. Right. I mean, I don't... sometimes they're not. (laughs) I don't think there's... I don't think you're being too sympathetic. You know, we certainly have talked before about, you know... uh, We've had episodes where we talked about, like, you know, chefs that are doing interesting things, and... You know, and, and even like other artists, like musicians, are like wanting to support what they do, and you know, for for people who run restaurants, the way to support what they do is by you know going and you know spending money in their establishments, and and that means if you do, like if you make a reservation and you don't show, you're fucking with their money, you're fucking with their livelihood. Like there's there's a possible ripple effect where Matt, you know, if the host has to turn away people because 
your dumbass didn't show for your reservation and you know then they have to end up canceling like what happens if no one else comes for that table like now there's been a ripple effect where you've lost out on two tables worth of potential business like it's it's bad it's really bad and i know and i usually occupy the space on this show of the uh, let people cook let them do what they want but i i usually say let people who aren't hurting anyone do what they want these people are not not hurting anyone yeah and i think i'm more to you know as far as they're not characters this is this is really who who we are i i am more likely to make a problem out of something that's maybe not really a problem but as you point out this this, this is, a problem. is a problem it hurts the host it hurts I mean, we read, we've talked before about you need those tips from that table, especially a party of six. Yes, Max? I, I think there's an attitude thing, too. As someone who's spent a lot of time on the phone with people <laughs> making reservations and then calling to confirm and calling to get the cancellation or not, it's not a, a, a bunch of cases of, oh, I'm so sorry, like, something came up, blah, 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 like, my friend's in the hospital. It's not. It's people saying, oh, no, we're, no, we don't want to go there anymore, or, oh, no, we're just, yeah, I guess we forgot to cancel, like, we decided to go somewhere else. It's it's an attitude that it's not a big deal, but I can't think of any, any other industry where you, where you reserve your spot but then pay when you show up. Like, imagine if you reserved your spot for a plane ticket, but then you're supposed to pay when you got there, and half the plane didn't show up. You just you, the the industry would go out of business. Yeah. <laughs> you can't operate like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is all amplified, at least in my mind, through the lens of of DC and DC more and more, for better and for worse, to a degree, has very hot restaurants. I mean, Bon Appetit is constantly their their top new restaurant list are peppered with DC restaurants. Uh, the, <laughs> the pe- oh, I, I did. That was an unintentional pun. <laughs> But you, a lot of times, the the places that I think you get these parties of sixes that cancel is they'll be like, okay, we're gonna go to this place on on Friday night. So they're they're scooping, trying to get, oh, we could go to this place or this place. Got to do it two two weeks ahead of time, a month ahead of time. And so they get to, and I think they they forget to cancel. And then you've got this really hot restaurant that everyone wants to go to, and here's a huge ass table of eight that now can't be used and you have to wait that time to figure out okay did they actually cancel and i don't know we've all experienced how hard it is to get to get a hold of uh you know our our friends or people of our age group when when they have other stuff going on they just can't Mm -hmm. be bothered um i do think that that one thing max and you mentioned phone calls did you were you doing this when apps like resi and open table existed no, so well, my the the restaurant I worked at adopted Open Table, but after I left, mm-hmm. um, it was all phone based when I was yeah. there. Now, and Sean, I don't know how you make reservations, but I've certainly used Open Table and Resi as well, and I think that this really exacerbates the problem because just a couple taps on your phone or on the internet they can quickly be flooded with all these reservations and there's all mm. the more no real connection between you and the restaurant to, to hold you accountable. I think you have to give your phone number, but it's so. now more people are able to do it because the last, as, as we discussed, last thing I want to do is call somebody. So <laughs> yes and no. I think there is some of some of that problem that you're suggesting, which is like if you don't have to call someone at the restaurant and make a, reser- uh, a reservation, that maybe makes it a little easier for you to flake. But 
I can't speak for Resi, but I, I've made a few reservations with Open Table before. Um, I know my parents use it a lot. Um, they're they're big they're big proponents of Open Table, and Open Table has a decent number of measures that are are in place to prevent one of the problems that that arises when you say, well, I'm just going to spray and pray and make a bunch of reservations and then maybe go to one of them. They don't allow you to make multiple reservations in the same time slot on mm. a, like on the same day. So yeah. that, uh, and, and I haven't, I haven't tried uh, and not that I'm trying to like break open table uh, and, and find potential loopholes in their approach to restaurant reservations, but like I haven't tried to make a reservation for one place at seven and another place at eight. So I can't, I couldn't tell you if that is a thing that they would allow. Maybe, maybe you can game the system and make reservations at seven, seven thirty, eight, and eight thirty, all at different places, but I don't necessarily think so. Um, well, if you got a party of six, you just each make one at seven o'clock. It's pretty easy, but well, that point is, well, you assume a, that all six lot people of in that party are, are active enough to make a I, yeah. Listen, I've, I, you know, I have a lot of friends who are, are really about going to new restaurants and, and I enjoy it too. And I think if you said, Hey, there are these three that we really want to go to everyone try to put in a reservation, they'd probably do it. So, so that, that gets to another thing, which is that open table has their own set of, uh, they essentially they incur penalties against you if you no show your open table reservation. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, and eventually, I, I don't rem- I don't know what the threshold is because I've never like I've never just flaked on a reservation before. But um, if you do it a couple times, like you can't you get like booted from open table and you can no longer use it to make reservations anymore. Yeah, oh. unless you make another Yahoo email address. Oh, true. I mean, Yacht Mail, maybe. But again, uh, and, and get, so a, like, get a burner cell phone. <laughs> so, like, if you're gonna, okay. Yeah, no, it's it's good. They have they have those policies in place. But at good. the end of the day, it's still, it's still a like a character and integrity thing. Like you, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's up to you. It, it's not, it's not open tables job to prevent you from being an asshole. No, Max. Yeah. And just to play devil's advocate against myself for a moment, like I'm not gonna. The system is not perfect, and restaurants are not perfect. I'm sure plenty of people have shown up for a restaurant reservation at seven o'clock and been told the table's not ready yet. There is no perfect science. It, it happens, no matter yeah. how how well you're trying to do. Because the last thing people want to do when they when they sit down at a reservation, you don't want to be rushed. You can't tell someone, oh, you have two hours with the table. That's just not how it works. No, but that's, so if if yeah. people are choosing to take a long time, there's not really much you can do. You can I, give them kind of subtle clues, but at the end of the day, you're gonna to have to find another spot. So it's it's a it's a game to to fill the restaurant. I, I and think you know. It's all about setting expectations, so but you that, have to go both ways. That makes me think, you know, Sean, you made the point about it's not Open Table's job to do this. And Max, you're talking about not being a perfect science. What we're both talking about here, and I would add the fact that some places in D.C. that I've enjoyed going to, what they do is they block off on Open Table 5 to 8 p.m. on Friday and Saturday nights. You can't make reservations in that time. With that, it, it just makes me think that they're doing all these and Max, you mentioned the charging the card thing, which was you know a deterrent, but you didn't actually have to to use. These all kind of assume the the worst, or at the least some some 
malice on the part of these reservation holders. I don't think it's wrong, but why are people not accountable for, you know, dates they make? I think taking the credit card information was just enough for them to realize, like, oh, this is a serious thing that I'm committing to. Yeah. Giving someone a, a fake name and a phone number, because honestly, that's what it is, yeah. is not a big deal. Hey, we're going to come in for four people. Here's a here's my phone number. The name is Jack. It's the uh, There's no commitment there. As soon as you have to give a credit card number, it's like, oh, we, we better show up. It, and and, and on, on top of that, when, you know, we talked about the to the detriment of the restaurant in that moment, that's money that they're, that they expected to make that they're losing. But on the other end, and I think this has been mentioned, Sean, I I think you, you looked at this well, at this as well, uh, because of things like Yelp, if, even if not even, Hey, they charged us when we didn't show up, that could be a review. Uh, and that's six people who could leave that review. You also have the fact where they could complain about the reservation process. Oh, they're not available on open table. I had to call and I was never able to blah, 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 which is the whole thing where you explain your situation, but it has nothing to necessarily do with the restaurant. You know, they're getting blasted and they have to deal with, okay, people are now going to maybe not come to a restaurant because of people that were unaccountable for their actions. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the situation where like assuming malice comes in. It's, it's in the it's in the after the fact stuff. It I, I actually I agree 100% with Max that it's it's not I don't think like taking credit card information is assuming malice. It's just setting expectations. Mm-hmm. Like making a restaurant it, reservation is not it's not the same thing as hey, you want to go see a movie tonight. Yeah. And people always ask that, "Oh, why do you need my credit card?" And I think I'd explain it pretty well, mm-hmm. and they were always okay with it. Now, Sean, you also... Uh, That's right. Maybe they shouldn't have been, but, you know. I mean, Sean, we also explained uh, the process they do at, at, at an excellent restaurant, all your reporting and what I've read, Pineapple and Pearls. Is it Pineapple and Pearls or Pineapples and Pearl? I believe it's Pineapples and Pearls. In any case, uh, they charge you when do they when do they actually charge you is it like a day ahead of time before you show up uh so when you make the reservation you pay half mm-hmm. immediately yeah and then you pay the other half i believe 24 hours before now caveat but, this that this is a restaurant that is price fix menu um so they know you know exactly like how much it costs there, there aren't really extra oh, it is and pineapple stuff. and pearls pineapple and pearls yeah it's a, it's a tasting menu yes with and then you choose in advance whether you want to do the drink pairings. Mm-hmm. Although there was, there were options to actually upgrade when you were there. Mm. So they they gave us options to to buy, I think, caviar while we were there, and oh. it was very, it was very expensive. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, but Sean, I know that that you bristled at the the prospect of this. I, I think it was important to add the the caveats of this specific situation. But what what makes you think that this is potentially a bridge too far? I don't know that I bristle at it or think that it's a bridge too far. I just that's not that's like not the kind of restaurant experience that I gravitate to. And, and like at the places that I go, that system would be insane. Yeah, it was a one-time thing. This is yeah, not a regular. Like it was, a, it was a, an expensive meal. It was fantastic, and right. I highly recommend it. But it was it was an experience, and it was something beyond a, 
a simple going out to dinner. I mean, it was like a four hour. Right. I would almost relate it to going to a concert. It's, it was an event. Mm. It was in a thing we we got dressed up for and we prepared to go. Yeah, this you wasn't went to a like a, a going out to dinner where you're choosing a menu and theoretically one of the things you're choosing on is is the price of the dish. I mean, yeah. If you paid in advance, then all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm obviously going to get the fillet if it's the same price as the as the vegetable papadel. Like that's that <laughs> doesn't work that way. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not putting down a deposit for a slice of pizza. <laughs> like, it's not happening. But what if you had to? But, I, I would find you know, another if, place to get if, pizza. And, and honestly, I, I you mentioned you know places in D.C. that don't take reservations from like five to eight on yeah. on weekends, and that's great for them. But there's a lot of restaurants, and I think back to the the one I worked at that was kind of off on its own. I mean, it was about a 15 minute drive from the downtown area, so. There are, you, you don't have that effect of people just walking by and wandering in. People kind of go out there planning to go, and it's nice for them to be able to make a reservation. Yeah, so I, I mean, the the important point with with the restaurant that you worked at is it's not an urban area in the same way that D.C. Right. is. Uh, and I think that place, you know, if, if one place in D.C. doesn't work, you can find another one down the block or something. But... I I like the deposit thing in part, and I'm thinking about this as, as we go along. The restaurant is losing money if if you don't show up and you don't let them know so that they can re-scramble or someone who's waiting, they can be like, actually, this table's free right now. And the the time before. I mean, don't even mention that. Like, if you have a reservation for six people at 7 o'clock, yeah. you're not going to know that they're not showing up until 7.15, and yeah. you're not going to seat that table after probably mm. 5.30. So, so that table's been open waiting for those people who then might not show up. So that's why... Getting kicked off of open table, that inconveniences me as the user of that, but the restaurant is still losing out. As you point out, they're really not losing one table, they're potentially losing out on two. I mean there is a there's a domino effect. Uh I I kind of you know, again with the sympathy, maybe there is more that should be done. I I mean at at the heart of this is one thing that that I think about and and I try to think about a lot is, you know, don't be that guy. And you know what that means. It's just something that you understand. With these restaurants, a lot of people are being that guy when they don't show up, they don't let people know. And they're just not thinking about the effect of their actions. And I think that happens a lot, you know, to be, you know, for me to be my age and think I'm invincible to a degree and everything, I maybe I don't think about the effects of my actions all the time. But this is an action where someone, as you point out, Sean, is directly hurt by this. And I should be held accountable if, if I screw someone over, if I screw someone over of their, you know, their ability to, to make money. Yeah. And I, I was yep. thinking, actually, we did have, despite being kind of off, not urban, mm-hmm. um, there was a section of the restaurant that didn't take reservations. It yeah. was waitlist only. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of helps alleviate that because there always is some space for people to do walk-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, people didn't understand why they couldn't call and put their name on the waitlist in advance. And well, it's like, look, because you're not here. That's not fair. <laughs> and, and also, Sean, you know, maybe you feel this way, but one of the things that I enjoy a lot about going to a restaurant is I honestly don't mind showing up and them anymore, especially now, them being on a Friday or Saturday night, being like, hey, it's going to be 45 minutes for a table, yep. but you can go wait at the bar. Mm-hmm. As long as it's yeah, not overly I, crowded, like a, a Continental Divide situation, which is still not that bad, it's nice. <laughs> to, they have normally nice bars. How often do you get to go to a restaurant bar and be, you know, 
jovial bartenders who will make a, a drink and you just hang out for an hour. You're not. Yeah. We're not that busy. I think that that is also a problem. Is we're not that busy. <laughs> That's true. Breathe. Take a break. Like, my table is supposed to be ready at seven. It's seven ten. How is it not ready? Yeah. What are you going to go home and read another Vox article that yeah. makes you depressed? And, That's what I would do. And at least for me, I, I do have to defend it. Like most people that I had to interact with were very pleasant. Most people were totally yeah. understanding. Most people canceled with reasonable excuses as timely as they could most people are good it's it's just that one or two bad people you, and especially also, people at big tables can just really screw up everything you, you also probably weren't dealing with people so much born after 1980 in, a, in an urban area that's absolutely correct yeah. i was not <laughs> who have who have big jobs and have multiple cell phones and need to check their work email so you're describing so yourself. tell me yeah, this. yeah i know i'm the problem tell me this, Matt. Uh, bishop table for one yeah uh so you mentioned they canceled with a, a reasonable excuse. I'm curious, because uh, I know, frankly, because when we went to Charleston, we had a reservation at a restaurant that we canceled, basically because we decided to go to a different restaurant. I mean, canceled in a timely manner, just not with a quote-unquote good excuse. How do you like? How would you feel about that when you were working? I guess it's less about the actual excuse and more about how they treat me on the phone honestly okay it's like there there are people that could that would just clearly like didn't treat it like a serious thing didn't treat you like a person it's just that's it's it's that simple i think um i don't remember when we canceled that one um it was but as long as hours before yeah um i think that's that's not great but it's fine um you know, at the very least, calling to cancel in general is nice, and I'll, I guess a lot of people didn't didn't do that. But then when I would call, some people, oh, so sorry, we forgot. Yeah, that's fine, but it's, it still hurts the the restaurant. Yeah, you probably I mean, didn't I feel forget. Like as long as you give them some time, at least they can reshuffle a little bit. It's not the worst thing ever. Yeah, you just like you probably didn't forget too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> If, if you know you're going to dinner on Friday or Saturday night, you have planned your Friday or Saturday night around it. You, right. You're going to know if, if it's your plans are messed up. Yeah. Yeah, well, I would say, you know, just try to be as understanding as possible and give as much heads up as you can. I, I, can't, I can't think of any other really industry that operates that way where you reserve a spot. Do, do, um, do rental cars work that way? You pay when you get but you there. put up. You have to put a little more info. I think you have to give yeah, them a little more give, info. Give them like your and your there's life. only there's only so many rental companies. So like Hertz blacklists you. Then it's like one out of eight companies to work with. It's not like the millions of restaurants that are yeah that are around. It's it's a little different. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean treat it like you would any anything. If you bought a concert ticket, you wouldn't just decide last minute. You wouldn't buy three concert tickets for the same night and then decide then which concert to go to. I mean, I guess you could, and then sell them on StubHub, but that like that doesn't seem normal to me. Well, the other thing is, this is a thing where... Well, that's also different you, because you've bought your tickets already. You've paid. Yeah. They've gotten the money. And also, people aren't necessarily getting paid because you're there. I mean, I've I've certainly discussed and, and written about what I think are issues with the concert ticket buying experience and whatnot. There are plenty but, of them. Yeah, there are many of them. Uh, but this is this is so direct, which is you're showing up, and the money you spend when you show up directly goes into people's pockets. Um, so, 
So whereas yeah. concerts, like the artists are already know they're going to get a certain amount of money, even if you know only twelve people show up to see Nickelback. So, so maybe it should cost money to make a reservation. Yeah, maybe a reservation costs twenty bucks to make. Yeah, and that twenty goes towards your food bill. But if you don't show up, then the twenty is split between the house and the servers and the waitstaff that didn't get that. You no, know, it's it's kind of like I I think. I don't think people would like it, but I think it's certainly more fair. I think that uh, places do this in Europe. Um, they don't really do it in the U.S. as much, but I think Germany in particular for the U-Bahn and S-Bahn, if you get on it without a ticket and they get you, uh, there is a fine. And they're very like the fine is not a ridiculous fine, but it's just enough to deter people from riding without a ticket because they know if they get caught instead of being like, you know, five euros, it's like 50 euros. And you're like, oh, it's, I should probably just buy a ticket. Uh, something something like that. I mean, maybe not that much, but yeah, charge someone 20 bucks. Like, I mean, hey. it depends on the restaurant. Obviously, yeah. if the meal is going to be 15 total, that's yeah. yes. we'll, silly. We'll charge you $20 uh, half a day before your your thing. Yeah, Sean, what is your? What, how would you feel about that? I would be fine with that as long as it would, would then be applied to the bill. I'm like, I Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't, yeah, no, no, I don't want an additional that. fee. It's like it's like the pre-authoriz- pre-authorization when you go to the gas station and it charges you a, a dollar, dollar usually. Re- mm, I'm I'm used to something different. I guess I'm used to like a hold, which is usually for like seventy five bucks. Oh uh, well, in any case, and then it, it changes. It isn't it isn't final until right, you know, right after right, right. the event. All right. Yeah. Well, I like that. We, it's been a while since we've we've projected a solution to this problem um, i think it would take yeah. a while for people to get used to it but reasonable people I mean, should be okay with it so because did, you're essentially so wearing you're paying shoes. to hold people your spot to not wear shoes you're paying to hold do. your spot and the money is going towards the food yeah the only issue i could think of is if you if you pay 20 bucks to hold the reservation and then you only spend 10 at the restaurant but that's probably not possible at most restaurants <laughs> yeah. that you're making a reservation yeah. yeah all right is that a is that a good place to go out on then yeah don't cool d- don't nice, be that guy, especially when people's livelihoods depend on it. That's, that's really what yeah, it is. Don't don't make it's, multiple reservations on the same night and then decide day of. Like that's just, just the worst thing. You just can do. don't be that guy. That's. It <sighs> seems like that's really what all of our uh, all of our life lessons come down to is don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy which, sucks. Which, that guy really I've, sucks. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. told that is Mike Tomlin's only rule, but I forget where I heard that, and I haven't necessarily <laughs> been to, able to confirm that. But I could see Mike Tomlin having that as his only rule. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, if you have ideas for how to fix restaurant reservations, uh, come check us out on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty okay Pod and let us know what you think. All right. Since I said that, it is time once again for Pierce is Sorry. And I believe your apology this week has to do with uh, a a culinary item, so to speak. If we define uh, it pretty yeah, loosely, yeah, I actually have one with me right now. Um, it is a beverage. Um, I frequently during this podcast will drink water or coffee or, or sometimes beer. Max has tea, which I don't. I don't really do that. So. The over the last couple of days, uh, I I haven't I haven't been drinking beer and come Friday and Saturday nights I wanted something to drink besides water. I didn't want to chug coffee through the night. Um, <clears throat> additionally, in play, uh, you know, the Super Bowl happened somewhat recently, 
and there are a lot of commercials and they're they're trying to sell you things and one commercial i think really stuck out to me oh the tide ads oh that well everything's a, a tide ad it's true uh, uh i mean us do you have any stains in your shirt right now i mean yeah <laughs> you can answer that well then this podcast is not a tide ad yeah, the, the podcast is not a tie. This is ad, the only we thing could, we could change that. This is the only thing uh, in the last month that hasn't been a tie ad. Yeah, so you know it's you know it's real, uh, and you also know it's real because I was apparently affected deeply by the awkward, um, colorful, oh no, uh, our generation themed Diet Coke ad. Oh so no. So the thing I'm drinking is a zesty blood orange diet coke which aside from the fact that it's diet coke which i i don't remember the last time i drank soda before this i certainly don't remember the last time i drank a diet soda um it's in a special sized can it's special shaped can yeah it's a cylinder as opposed to a a long cylinder is well so the thing i'm apologizing it looks like an airplane fuselage yeah the thing i'm apologizing for is not not that i got this because you should be apologizing for that but okay go on but but there are worse things I'm apologizing for going to multiple locations oh, and no. stores trying to find the damn beverage. It's it's God fine. It, it is Pierce. fine. It is not that good. And and I now have this I got a pack of like 8, I think. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. So I now have 5 left. And I told Max last night, 4 months from now if you decide you really want a diet coke, there's going to be one there cuz I'm not going to drink all these. It was it was a dumb purchase, but I fell victim to their advertising, which is fine. I, I, you know, you do that all the time. But then I went to multiple locations seeking it out. So I'm just a complete sucker. Well, we complete made it to sucker. 111 episodes. It's been a good run. I mean, Sean, you, you'd be... I mean, the, the ad seemed like a complete dud anyways. It was horrible. It, it was horrible, and I'm sure it didn't have a huge effect because I couldn't find it in a couple different stores. They might have already shelved it, and it just so happened that the Harris Teeter had a bunch left over. I have to mm. say that the display was multi- mostly empty, so maybe they're just trying to get rid of all of it. But, you know, <laughs> I went and bought some. I, that that is shameful. It, it's, it does start out like the taste. I will say it starts out like, oh, this could be good, and then there's that Diet Coke weird sweetness at the end. And Aspartame. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm and disappointed That's what that this. is. Yeah. <laughs> What you should have done if you really wanted something besides water for a you know a weekend treat, you just get like one of those. They sell packs of like eight ounce glass bottle cokes. Just like get those instead. Well, I was I was trying not to have empty calories. That was the whole point, and it was yeah. it was. I, I should have just drink. I mean, water. you're just empty replacing calories, them. Cancer. And... You're just replacing them with yeah. Well, uh, hang on now. You know what gives me cancer? Staring at my phone and making open table reservations. So <laughs> there it is. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Uh, I'm glad you apologized for that because that definitely merited an apology. Uh, it's yeah. pretty bad. Um, but what's good uh, as we transition to the big idea from pop culture is that uh, so far, 2018, uh, much like 2017 is slated to be another year of fucking great music um yeah i'm so i'm so excited we've we have both expressed our great excitement for a lot of the music that has already been released or is soon to come 
Um, and, and I mean, I could, I will shout out the Lucy Dacus album and the Soccer Mommy album, both of which came out on Friday, to anyone who will listen for the rest of the year. It, they're just they're both so good. They're so so good. And and my, one of my favorite things about them is that they're carrying on this theme. Like the last few years have really, I feel like the music I've listened to has been really buoyed by rock music made by women. And I love it yeah. so much. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for when Hopalong's album comes out next month. I'm psyched for Courtney Barnett to put out a new record. Uh, I think we both think there's going to be new Vagabond music. I just There's so much good stuff. We've used uh, Lucy Dacus and Soccer Mommy uh, as music on this pod recently. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think you, you'll be hearing about them for most of the year. And, and I would expect uh, both of those albums already, uh, I think, are pretty strong contenders to wind up on a lot of uh year-end best of lists yeah and you didn't so, uh you didn't even mention uh the camp cove album that i've yes been you're right of them for for like over a year now and i i tell i actually sent a message to the friend of the the pod sunan the other day and i said this is my quarterly reminder to you to go listen to camp cope um their their album is is beautiful and devastating uh, and it's very much of the moment. I highly recommend that. You mentioned Vagabond. I just bought tickets to go see Courtney Burnett, who is opened by Julian Baker and Vagabond this week in July at the Anthem. And then a couple weeks ago, I went and saw Girlpool, who I think will also release new music this year. And those are two very talented people. Uh, and it, uh, they, you know, the women, female empowerment is really cool right now. But Hell yeah. what's also really cool is people who make really good music and yeah. all the people we just mentioned do that i'm going um, to see lucy so, dacus at the southern on wednesday night two yeah. days after this pod comes out i'm super stoked i have a radio yeah. show that night so i have to stay up until the wee hours of the morning i don't care i'm gonna go to this concert anyway and it's yeah. gonna be awesome yeah. go go to concerts and uh you know su- support the people there like you yeah. should at restaurants it's max to see max is really hurt right now because he tried to buy paul simon tickets and got shut out by all the the septuagenarians well it's because they all have the amex cards and pay you know 150 dollars a year to get access to early concerts so they can go to the td garden and uh you know continue their their raucous nature yeah, drink <laughs> sam adams and listen to graceland oh they probably or don't werewolf because probably just play werewolf like four times <laughs> all right well most, i'm not happy about it most okay? of most of us are excited it's okay, Max. You're gonna go to fish in August, and you're gonna be amazed by that. So, and uh, on on the thread of supporting artists, I've found a, a way that I I'm starting to enjoy doing that. Is uh, I bought the Camp Cope album last night on Bandcamp. Um, oh, and, and I I think I like so I like something about kind of going more directly to the artists. Um, I've I've pre-ordered some stuff on iTunes. Um, certainly I still stream things, but you know, it, it's nice to feel like I'm, I'm going a little more directly to the source. Um, so, uh, buy music on Bandcamp If you're, if that's something you might be into, you could even discover some cool new stuff. That's kind of, uh, how I heard about Jeff Rosenstock, who also put out a great album earlier this year. Um, 
and then like like Pierce said, support support <coughs> musicians. Go go see them, listen to their music. Um, if you go see a concert and they have a dope T-shirt that you really want, buy merch. Like help help them out. Yeah, yeah. They're I doing cool things and should be rewarded for it. Night, so there you go. Woo! All right, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty okay Pod. Or drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com if you want to let us know what you think. You can find this and every episode of the show at our home on the web, www.prettyokaypod.com, along with uh, various and sundry writings. Uh, Max finally put out his first ever piece last week, uh, which I was delinquent in posting on our Facebook page. Uh, But it's... uh, a list of movies you should check out on Netflix that definitely don't have any connection at all whatsoever. Yeah, not at all. No. Um, and then, uh, Pierce, I think you maybe have some stuff teed up for yeah, the next couple yeah, weeks. I, I, I'm, as we've discussed, I'm not actually busy, but I keep telling myself I'm busy. So I've, I've been I, doing I'll the same thing. It. So uh, maybe maybe I'll try to get productive too. Uh, Anyway, if that's not your jam, you can subscribe to our feed on your phone so you never miss an episode. Check us out on Apple Podcasts or really most other places that you listen. If you do that, please do us a huge favor. Ratings, reviews, comments, those sort of things really help other people find the show. Another thing that helps people find the show is if you have a friend that you think would be into what we're doing, tell them about us. Um, Yeah. You know, we would love to share what we're doing with them. Yeah. and uh, hopefully you are the kind of friend who likes to share cool stuff with your friends. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye.